Hello, everybody. I'm Zachary Ferguson. Uh, and I'm Sam. Yes. And today on two thumb, today on two thumbs undecided. Uh, Why do you stutter there? Um, my I was opening my computer and I knocked my XLR just a little bit, and mm. uh, this XLR is okay. It's uh, it's not the best, but uh, it gets the job done. Hmm. Ow. Ooh. Yeah. So. How are you today, this day, Sam? I've been seeing a uh, lot of uh, I've been seeing a lot of stuff about your Bazara. How do you pronounce it, Bazara? Barzak. It stands for uh, limbo. Um, uh... Oh yes, I saw the trailer. Wait one sec. Wait, what? What do you mean we forgot? <laughs> <laughs> Whose birthday party? This is this is classic podcast where somebody a radio show. What? Where the? All right. Just tell me. I'm on. Sh I'm live. <laughs> Just tell me. Oh, okay. What? Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. Sorry, Olivia just texted me. We forgot, and I thought it was something. Oh, okay. Never. Anyways. Uh. Oh, okay. Are you going to? Uh, are you going to a party? Um, I don't know. Because uh, I have to edit this, so we'll find out. But um, really, you would you would edit this over going to a party? Uh, I mean, I have to upload this by like ten tomorrow, so I like to sleep in if I can. Wow! But uh, that's the dedication I have to you guys. You know, seriously. I and if you guys heard me, normally I don't yell across the apartment. Uh, that's because this isn't live. Uh, this is a pre-record. But we are keeping that because that is genuine and that is real and that is raw. And that's what the people need. Nay, that's what they uh, that's what they they have to. Well, I guess need is kind of the most extreme. So, yes, that's what the people need. Yeah, I got to say the thing I appreciate about you, Sam, is, well, I guess kind of appreciate. Yeah, I mean, it's just well, I, all right. I, I just say that because, uh, yeah, you don't take out anything. Even though I've well, asked you several times to take out some things, I take out anything that um, is is it could be damaging. <laughs> yeah, no, so I've... it's fairly rarely that I take things out, but uh, when I do, it's it's normally uh, it really doesn't. I I know for a fact it's not going to help whatsoever. Anything, so, um, but. I also like to keep keep things honest, so you know. I, that is true. I I do appreciate that, because you know it could. Um, yeah, no, I think I think since this is a radio show that we uh, you know that's just life. We should stick yeah. to that. Sorry. But you also asked me how how I'm doing. Yes, um, how are you doing? Because I know that you just premiered your uh, you had your party. And yes. you're talking about stuff to people about it, and yeah. I'm prepping myself to uh, give some money, a little bit of money. Yeah, don't donate until tomorrow. Uh, we had a little bit of a kerfuffle Whoa. with the Indiegogo. For those what? people, it's 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 rather embarrassing, actually. Oh, uh, no, what? But for those people who are doing a fundraiser, it's it's something that you should probably you know take into consideration. Uh, if you're doing it through Indiegogo. Um, and it types, and you and you type in a bunch of information. You you edit, you edit, you edit all the stuff, 
and you make it look so pretty. And then you forget to double check uh, the most important thing, the thing that you can't change ever, uh, which is typing in your name for the bank information. Uh, <laughs> so this is an exclusive. Only you guys know about this because also because by the time you hear this, it'll be live and updated. But I also want you to learn from my mistake. Uh, I misspelled my name. <laughs> uh, oh my I, goodness. I put in F-E-R-G-E. S-O-N, uh, and it won't accept the bank information. Oh, no. Uh, so thankfully, uh, we caught this very early on because we launched it like two days ago. Um, but unfortunately, we have to uh, restart the campaign. Uh, so we're doing that tomorrow, uh, which is yesterday for those people listening now. Um, and also a fun thing about Indiegogo I really haven't realized, you cannot contact them whatsoever. <laughs> there is no way to reach out to Indiegogo. I've tried it basically all day today. I've, um, uh, I, there's the, they have a number, but the number literally all it is, is just a recorded voice directing you to go online and then it hangs up and that's it. So all you have to do is is you email them, and then it creates a ticket, and they haven't responded uh, for the last, uh, I'd say, 40 hours. Um, so there really is no way at all to reach out to Indiegogo. So I want you guys to learn from my mistake. Obviously, yeah, it's kind of hard to, to mess up your own name, but also... <laughs> Uh, this isn't my first Indiegogo. This is my second Indiegogo. The first one I did all by myself, myself, and it ran without a hitch. Oh, whoa. Uh, so what are you saying? I'm saying is that anyone can make this mistake. Uh, but also, obviously, you should check your, your name uh, beforehand. Okay, um, yes. Yes. So that that's that's something that's been preoccupying my mind all day today that's a really uh, that's kind of a i mean that's a bad mistake but that's kind of also like the goofiest mistake yeah it is goofy but how did you spell that's your what name makes it even worse i told you it's f-e-r-g-e-s-o-n i you I, spelled I, our last U, name wrong the u and the e were switched oh, but also man. uh yeah i really don't have much of a uh, uh an excuse um, besides the fact that we really weren't looking at uh, that whatsoever, me and my team, we were looking at everything else uh, to make sure everything was spelled correctly. Were your uh, were your producers? And we didn't to look. Um, I mean, my producers were the one that actually launched it, so uh. technically everyone is kind of to blame. Because I mean, I'm the one first and foremost to blame because I was the one that made the mistake. But also, oh, you were the everyone, one who made the mistake. I mean, I, I wrote my name wrong, but also, whenever... <laughs> wait, wait, whenever wait, wait. He, Hold on. Did you write them down your name and said, this is my name? Or did you type it up? I typed it up, and I misspelled my name. <laughs> so... Ah, <laughs> oh, man. You know... Uh, so, I, but the annoying thing <laughs> is this mistake you can't change. Like, it's it's... The one mistake we made is the one that we can't... Change. Though I have to ask you, Sam, did you have a lot? Like I did see your uh, GoGo India GoGo account, and uh, it looks like you were only at two hundred and fifty dollars when I first saw it. But that was the well, first day. We well, 
the only thing I'm going to say, we only have right now five backers because we kind of stopped reaching out to people after oh, we realized this. Oh, no. Oh, no. So, I, I hope this but doesn't... the five backers we have, we all know. So we're just going to ask them to, to, to reach, to, to move it around. It's not... Right now, we don't have anyone who's backed us besides one person we don't know who donated $10, but I can... That's fine. Uh... But, uh, yeah, so we're just going to have to cancel it and then tell them to re-donate. But it's not that embarrassing because it's all really the only people who have donated so far are people we're close to. So it's not like we're reaching out to some investor person uh, who, you know. Yeah. But this is all only two-to-you uh, information. None of this is obviously going to be on our social media. We aren't going to say anything about this whatsoever. We're just going to really slyly edit the Facebook page. Uh, but the crazy, so the crazy thing is, the new is... link, the new Indiegogo is there, and then repost. So it looks like we're reposting as just like you know reposting in general to get more money, but it's actually a repost for the actual new campaign. <laughs> interesting uh, so so now you guys have an inside scoop wow i'm of so, what's going on with this i'm so happy but yeah we did have a fundraiser that ended that was that was last week and we talked about briefly and that went really well that looked crazy uh, i wish i we was went in a, pittsburgh we got about a thousand dollars for that did um my good friend aj golio show up you know aj golio texted me uh <laughs> hey no at least you know what he said he said uh not only am i not going to this party um, but I have told people actively to not go to this party. I have friended your friends on Facebook, and I tell them, don't go to this party. And, uh, no, in reality, he didn't show up, and I had no idea that he was even... I didn't even think about him, honestly. Actually, no, I think I did reach out to him, and I don't think he responded. AJ, if you're listening to this, you're really bad at, uh... Uh, 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 texting uh, coming to things at oh, texting as well no no i think he's good at coming to things he's not good at texting back though i would say oh. aj if you're listening to this no offense but maybe offense yeah you are the worst texter backer i've ever uh experienced though mm. sam you're not too far off hey well first off I don't. I. I don't think that's yeah, I mean, true at he, all. He. 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 Yes, it is true. I've had to wait a month before he responded to something, which is okay, ridiculous. Yeah. But what you're, you, what you're referring to, what you're referring to with me texting, that's true. I'm, is I'm, whenever I'm, you text me something that doesn't need to get. That's a it. That that's just courteous, though. But that's not. That's not. Yes, a I'm, thing uh, that's like. It's not like it's because I, I want to set the record straight. It's not like we have something planned and then you but text why me can't and like, are just, you ready? I mean, just and then I never show and then I never show just up or something. That I'm not di- a Blake. No, no, yes. Okay, that is true. Every time we've talked about this, you immediately or something important. Yes, you do text back very quickly. But, you know, like, I just want to know. Like, cause I also, you're, you're I, almost I like am you're a very mental... anxious person okay. as well. So like, that's why I just want to clear. So people who may not know me, uh, but... will be like, okay, well this guy's a flake. You never text us back. But no, I am very, if you text me about something that's happening, that's related I to you. Very good at, okay. Can you give me a, for instance of something I have not texted back on? Ah, well, I mean, I could, uh, most of all our texts were, have all been about the, this radio show. Uh, mm-hmm. but I believe there were times where, you know, I'm just asking like, Hey, how you doing? Like, you know, you're, 
like going through something or like, hey, how's it going? And then nothing. Or I just don't know oh, how to respond will, to that. I will say this. I will say this. There are some times where I just text like, guess what? Something, something. Anyways, we're getting too ravel. We're already 12 minutes in. And we're just yelling at each other about this. Um, mm. Anyways, so, today in news. Yes, film news. Uh, can I? Uh, I'll, I'll go real quick. Uh, yeah. Our main topic, I feel like the main person we talk about on this podcast, whenever it comes up, is our post, our, our previous producer, Steven Spielberg. Ugh. And he did something. I uh, he did something good though. You saw this, right? What? What do you do? Well, I mean, good in the sense of like any decent human being should do this. But uh, Steven Spielberg and Amblin Picture uh, Amblin Pictures yeah. pulled out of this TV show called Bulls over one mm-hmm. of the stars' sexual mis uh, allegations. Uh, I haven't heard. I haven't seen any like direct quotes from Steven Spielberg, but uh, I could just imagine him saying like, uh, you know, like I think this is very bad and uh, sex outside of uh, consensualness is no good. <laughs> That's how he talks. And then he would go, "Not a finger." <laughs> Not a finger. <laughs> Wait, what movie is that from? Christmas story. Oh, that's not even his. <laughs> I know it's not his at all. <laughs> I was thinking that was from Indiana Jones for some no, reason. He, I was like, oh, it's that's when from he's Indiana. taking away the the lamp, and it's just like, and then my dad could only say one thing, and he's like, not a finger. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Good, good stuff. But no, I don't, I don't remember. I haven't seen that actually. Uh, and honestly, I like, really uh, haven't kept. It's all over my... It's Actually, it's weird. Um, I'm definitely noticing... I think maybe I pressed something that has opened up the floodgates to my phone being spied upon or just everything. Where, Mm. like, if I am looking up, say... What was it? Something recently. um, Where I was looking up one thing and then it's now all over my Facebook. What is that called? No, I mean, like, it's just, like, you know, everything I'm... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm looking yeah, up yeah. something on Google, and now it's showing up on my Facebook, and sometimes it's on my it, on my YouTube, and I'm getting... I don't know what it is, but I'm getting spam calls left and right. Mm-hmm. The good thing is, is I, my role is, is I won't pick up the phone unless one... Actually, really, only one thing is if, like, somebody said, I'm going to call... Like, I call, say, Verizon... And they say, we'll call you soon. But Mm -hmm. if I see a 412 number, which is Pittsburgh's area code, I won't pick it up because I I, I don't know you. You're probably some weirdo. Wait, you don't pick up 412 numbers, the one that's actually around you? No, because, like, the only – here's the thing. In my line of business, if I know somebody's going to contact me, it's through email because everybody I need to contact – contacts through email and i don't give out my phone number really Mm -hmm. unless the only time i really give out my phone number is to random people at at parties you do do that you go up to very random people uh sitting in the corner normally sulking by themselves and you just give them your your number you don't give them your credit your 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 your, uh unlike your 
your your business card or anything. You just say your number to them. Yeah, I just and yeah, that's right. You hope they know your name, and they also hope that they caught your number, and then you walk away. You know what? It's something I do. I just like to go up to crying people and just sit down next to them and go, four one two. And then, and then they think like, what is that? The suicide hot. <laughs> That's usually and just like no. That's usually yeah. But it's even better. Yeah, it's like and then I yeah I go. It's the next best thing. It's the next best thing. And then I a non-trained professional <laughs> who will listen yeah. to you. Why, why do you and want to ask you? Why do you? Okay, this make it dark, but yeah, never mind. I don't. Never mind. Suicide is um, a sad thing. Yeah, we don't want to go down the the road of Jake Paul. Um, well, I mean. He made fun of an actual dead person, right? Mm-hmm. And he well, was he... already an established, excuse my French, douchebag. Which, by the way, yeah. part of that was French. That yeah, douchebag is definitely a. Fr- oh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure bag was originally French. I'm oh, pretty sure he was king. <laughs> I'm pretty sure King Louis. Uh, the I think it was at before. Uh, King Louis the Sixteenth was about to be headed. Uh, he was just like, "Where's my head gonna go?" Uh, obviously in French. And then they were just like, "We're gonna put it in this basket." And then he and was he just said, like, "No, I want it in a bag." And then he and and then his head got chopped off. What was he gonna say? Uh, was he just gonna say basket again? <laughs> no. He- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want it in a bag. Oh wait, that's right. <laughs> no, he was gonna say, "I want it in a baguette." Oh, oh! So that's the invention. Oh, and that's great. That actually that does work because and then yeah, because baguette is a French word. It is a French word. That's why I. This is all true that this mm-hmm. happened. Very good. Very good. Um, yes, I know my history. If you guys were listening at all in AP Euro, uh, you guys will remember that. That's that's a very big major part of the story of the beheading though of, uh, i will say i just want to because there was a point in this podcast uh, when it was a podcast uh, where we did teach people like we you know we read poems and you know did that yes that was something we did in the early days didn't we? very very early days but i just want to say uh from learning standpoint douche is french for shower hmm. there you go thought that was i was definitely of that ilk where I thought that was one of the funniest things ever. What age? Um, let's see. That was maybe 18, 17. I just, I just thought it was... 2018. No, no, no. Uh, that was 2011, 2012. Obama... Oh, so now you revealed your age. Yeah, I'm 25. 25 is a good... when you were born, and now people know look at my how social. to steal your identity. Yeah, I will say, if they let's can... On the count of th- let's on the count of three, let's say our social security number. I have it right here. You don't have it in your brain? Oh, no, I have it in my brain, too. Oh, and well, I... you just always keep it on oh, your hand. can I just right. say the... Three, two... two. One, one, three, seven, two, two one, seven, five, three, two, two one, three, four, seven. Yep. Uh, that's actually not mine. That's actually uh, this one of my friends' social security named uh, Paul Rudd. Um. Is, anyways, um, can I just also say that uh, I think it's a maybe a bad sign, but also maybe a good thing that uh, we did not get any flack 
last week for uh, revealing major spoilers, for me, revealing major spoilers about Avengers. Well, you did scream spoiler, 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 spoiler. Many times, yeah. Repeatedly. But, you know, some people, you know, they like the World of the Worlds uh, radio show. Some people come in halfway. I also think it's, it's, uh, you think they come at the very end? Yeah. And people are literally just going to listen to our, well, that's nice. I mean, I guess they they just come to listen to our Or Or maybe they don't even know, like, they don't trust that I actually am about to spoil uh, some That's major true. stuff. Though I will say, also, I'm starting to already see memes that any person with two brain cells will piece together. Also, before we get into the actual topic for today, I do have one bit of news, which is more of a recommendation. Yes. Uh, which maybe I should hold off to the end to something we've. It's something I heard. Uh, so we'll, we'll we'll hold off till the end. Well, um, in that sense. Uh, we should, yes, move on to our topic, which actually yes. was spurred by myself because of a movie I just recently saw. But I, the good thing is, is I have seen two movies, so I'm going to use this one to push this topic, and I'm going to use the other one as my recommendation and or just review. So mm-hmm. here we go. The topic for today is coming of age. In media. Feels like the coming of age. Like that foster of people. Love that song. I made a music video out of that, actually. Using... I remember closing my eyes. Yeah, honestly, it's a great music video. Well, it's a great music video for me because uh, it it really was a portrait of a coming of age of Zach. Because it Mm. was my first time at Bonnaroo. And Mm. I think it was my second... Or, yeah, it was my first real time in New York. The fir- yeah, every time, other time it was just a uh, you know well, the, a figment of your imagination. Well, I mean, the f- kind of just woke up. No, I mean the other time I went to New York, I was, I it was like a blip. It was a beep because I was mm. just uh you know just going there to possibly get into NYU. Mm-hmm. Hey. I'll tell you uh, uh, a coming of age movie, and I guess I should say this kind of quietly because my girlfriend in the other room really likes this film. Um, but a, a coming of age film that I watched recently. The more and more I think about it, that I don't like it. Uh, this fish, this movie called Fish Tank. Oh, really? Um, That's Criterion yeah. with uh with Michael Fassbender, Fassbender, Michael Fassbender's in it. That's yeah, he's he's great in it. But it's it's just the more I think about it, um, what? It's just kind of creepy that yeah. uh, the movie is written. So Michael Fassbender is like slowly hitting on this fourteen-year-old girl the whole time. Fifteen, yeah. sorry. And it's, it's just it it just made me uncomfortable to the point of like I was like this doesn't seem real anymore. It doesn't oh, seem. Really? Well, maybe it happened. Uh, maybe it happened to the director. No, I don't think that. I I mean it it it's different if like she was you know, if she was like like raped or something like oh, that like that a, would be like um, i mean it's sad but like that is something that happens and like that's something but like this was like it was like this like they were hitting on each other well, like oh and michael Fassbender was like definitely in his late 30s and also like a gorgeous man like the the sort of person that would be doing this sort of stuff would be like 
kind of like this scrumpy looking dude. Scrumpy, like, I it like could that. Happen. Well, yeah, isn't it the... could happen, but it wouldn't be someone who is literally a supermodel. Yeah, well, that's 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 it. interesting you say that because isn't the movie take pr- place kind of in the projects? Uh, like yeah, in British part projects. Yeah, so I guess British projects do produce Michael Fassbender esque schlumps, as you say. Though, um, you you'd say you you were uncomfortable that at uh, that movie. Um, have you ever seen another com- last picture show? No, 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 no. Have you ever seen another coming of age movie? Uh, with Michael Fassbender, Shame. Is that a coming of age movie? Oh, it's a coming of age movie. That's no. Oh, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Okay, let's get back to. <laughs> For those people who know that film, uh, it's about a, a no, sex no, no. Addict. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Well, it's about a sex addict. Great, anyways, great movie. It's by not the a way. coming of age. Oh. But um, <laughs> and the man, more you okay. say it, <laughs> douche. Anyways, the eight. <laughs> anyways, so uh, uh so I you mean, didn't, I, you don't like going it. Okay, back that's to interesting. Going back to I what i mentioned before last picture show yeah i think is the uh the epitome of like early coming of age films because that came out in like the like coming of age films really wasn't a thing in like like the 50s or 60s coming of age films really started happening in the 70s unless i can think of something else well there unless you can think of like there's other films with teenagers in it obviously but it wasn't like a coming of age film in which it was oh, like a very wh- wh- real thing. What about like, um? What? what about kind of like a Night of the Hunter as kind of thing? That's not a coming of age film. You could almost say it's a. That's a horror s- film. It's a horror film wrapped around. I mean, on right, the top maybe, layer. Maybe we should. Maybe we should say define what a coming yes, of age. Yes, and film I, is I, I agree. If uh, once we define it, it it is not a coming of age story. A coming of age story, in my mind, is about the chronicles of a, a child. You know, usually somebody maybe in their teens, um, who is who kind of grows and learns usually by figuring out things about their friends or just something that uh, you know something in the world, their identity. Like, here's a mm-hmm. question: Can a movie about somebody in their mid twenties be be a coming of age story? Like, I think so. like say I uh, this I would never categorize this as a tw- uh, it's just the first thing that comes to mind, but like say, um, Shaun of the Dead, you know he's a real he's a real schlump at the beginning. All right. So here's uh, so no I Shaun of the Dead I don't think anyone is saying it's a coming of age movie. Okay. I think we're you're trying to I can't think of a film like it, but I I wouldn't say no. Yes, no. I for I, me that that's more me, just like him becoming more mature. Yes, a coming of age story is when somebody kind of like comes into their it, they come into their own or try about a, to be a coming of age film. Uh, can't really be another type of genre like it really needs to be a its own like a coming of age film can't be a hustle film an action film a a horror film it can't be any of these things maybe it could be sci-fi but only in the fact that it like takes place in the future but i think the real point of coming of age film is that it's really a realistic film of usually someone in their like adolescence uh like their their Teenage years, uh, you know, pre-teens or pre-teens to early twenties, uh, like I'm where tra- they something happens to them that is 
number one, realistic and something like that could happen. <laughs> um and no, but that, I really that that shows that like in in the matter of like a, in the matter of the time frame of the film has them develop into an a, of what we think of as an adult. I, 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 there is a change yes. into being like the adult, and I think number one is it's realistic. Because mm-hmm. if 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 like you're right, like if any there's always a character arc in which someone starts off as being a kid, but like if zombie apocalypse happens. Or or there's you know there's like a murder. Or I'm like, just that's I was just I was just like, using a different genre. I was definitely using Shaun of the Dead as kind of like using that formula of the coming it, of age where he you know he definitely had the mind of a child and then well here's the thing I think at the end of the movie he is still kind of schlumpy maybe a little bit. Uh, isn't his friend dead? Like isn't he? Uh, like, yes, he's still a schlump, but he's just hanging with his friend. Spoiler! Spoiler! Yeah, his friend turns into a zombie. Now, um, the movie. Just to get off topic, because I, this movie, this movie, I'm about to say is a true coming of age movie. Okay, it's so fantastic. It's called Welcome to the Dollhouse. Have you ever heard of this? It's the uh, director. I'm pulling up. I think his name is his first name is Todd. Char something, Charjar. Anyways, um, it came out in 1996, and it chronicles a young girl named Don Weiner, uh, who like very mid, like suburban type of place. You know, like normal. It kind of reminded me of the Freaks and Geeks kind of thing, because this girl is kind of dorky looking. Mm, how dare you but yeah no no but it's true but the thing is is i love this character so much because her character though it does hurt her feelings she's the more she's like the kind of girl who likes to fight like she's the kind of character that fights back Mm -hmm. and like it's the fighting back that's that also gets her in trouble like these three uh bullies are right behind her at a um like a at an auditorium type thing and they're blowing spitballs at her and so she decides to like you know spit one back anyway Mm -hmm. she turns around and spits a spitball right into a teacher's eye and the teacher just Mm. freaks out and throughout the rest of the movie this teacher has a a, an eye patch on Uh, so it's that kind of stuff um it's so good the character is so great um if it i feel like this you know, there's the last picture show coming of age, but it. I think this coming of age story, this 1996 Welcome to the Dollhouse, I think was a prototype for a lot of coming of age feel type movies. Like it has mm-hmm. the fe- it has the feeling of a uh, Napoleon Dynamite, like the weirdo kids. Mm, that's a good coming of age film. Well, I mean, it it's goofy, but in a way, it kind of is. No, I think it is a good. I think it's. I think. I think definitely comedies. I think a comedy can definitely still be a. Well, I don't know film. what kind of genre this is, but I, I feel like th- there are these types of movies like Napoleon Dynamite that have this feeling, like Hot Rod, in a sort of way. That's not a coming of age. That's a bit too. Yeah, that's a bit too. Uh, but also, the, the, they have like a goal that isn't. I think the other thing about coming of age is it needs to be something like it's 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 an org like you something happens. There's like something that happens that the only way to to overcome what happens is to grow up. Now, uh, you know? and by the way, this uh, the guy's name is Todd 
Solo Zin. He, the reason why, by the way, this movie though is not for the faint of heart because it does, it, it does get a little raw at some points. This is by the same guy who made the movie Happiness. Have you ever heard, heard of that movie? Sounds like a sad movie. No, no, it, it is. It is super sad. It's like, of course. But um, th- like there's the, the part that um, made me very uncomfortable was, well, they use the derogatory term for mentally a challenged and mm. the horrible way of calling somebody a homosexual, mm. like a lot throughout the movie. Mm. Was this Brit? This was British? No, this is Amer- like very American. Like I think they were from Idaho, but they use that those that two words sense. a lot. Well, I'm just no, sorry, no, New Jersey. I'm looking. I see it right oh, now. Oh, interesting. But they, Idaho, New Jersey, same thing. They use these two words a lot, um, more just because, like, I mean, all the kids, you know, that was a ramp, a rampant thing back in the day. But uh, uh, the main character calls this bully uh, the R word. And he gets really mad and then, like, stalks her. And then there's a scene where he's just like, at 3 o'clock today, I'm going to rape you. And then that's, like, all of a sudden the movie takes a real serious turn. And I'm like, oh, geez, I don't think I can watch this. But uh, it's, it's, I mean, I'll ruin this, but it actually, it actually turns into this, like, sweet thing where, like, the girl starts to talk to him and he's not actually going to do anything. And then he's like, she's like, like, are you still going to rape me? And he's like, what time is it? And she's like, it's way past three. He's like, nah, it's too late. And then they go- kind of fucked up. Yeah, it's pretty. Anyways, no, it's very stop. messed up. You, you, this is something that you could you could save till the end. What? I think. Oh, okay. Well, is this something that you've seen recently? Yeah, I saw re- real recently. OK, well, I mean. Uh, yeah, I mean that definitely now, sounds now like a you should watch film. you should watch this movie because this movie seems a lot like what eighth grade is. And now that's something I wanted to bring up is I think eighth grade is definitely the best instance of a popular coming of age film uh, in recent history. Thing is, is I can't bear myself to watch it because I really, I mean, maybe unbiasedly, but I really do hate. That YouTube generation. Uh, that not sorry. Oh, you still haven't seen it? No, I haven't. I really like. Oh I said God. I don't like those YouTubers. But that's the whole point of the film. Is like it's it's. Does she? It. it she's not okay. So, so she like, is she's not a YouTuber. Like she's the people you hate who are YouTubers yes. are people who are in their like twenty. No YouTubers. No, and I mean the the young kids who are but like. It's it's not it's it's not like she's a YouTuber. Here's something that I, she's. All right, can you let me finish? Yes, I'm so sorry. <laughs> she. It's not like she's a YouTuber in the sense that she is. Uh. Uh. You know, like has like a following and like is in the way that in the way that Bo Burnham was a YouTuber, you know, uh, like I can see how you would have thought like he was a YouTuber in that sense. It, the whole point is it's supposed to be like cringy. Like it's supposed to be Ugh. like, this is really awkward. Okay. But the whole thing is like, she is an awkward person. Like she, in general, she is an awkward person. And, and the YouTube thing is really just her only way of, of of being herself and that really doesn't change throughout and like i don't think there's any argument that she isn't still like this angsty teen 
doing this this YouTube thing, but it's also like a lot of other things are going on around her as well. Like the YouTube thing is really just the the through line. So are you saying I uh, should watch this? Yes, it's a great film. Okay. I'm like there's there's no I mean it won like the 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 Writers Guild of America won best script. So literally, the the writers of America are saying it won for best writing of last year. Fine, I'll so watch I it. I highly recommend you watching it, and it's a perfect example of a coming of age film. Is it on Hulu? It's, uh, it's on one of the streaming. Because I just it might be Amazon. I just got uh, I just got internet back, baby. You just got internet back, baby. Yes, I. Oh, okay. Uh, for I was for the kids at home. I I am I I did just move into a new apartment. Oh, I see. Uh, I also like to imagine that that our podcast is being transmitted much like radio in the fifties, where families are gathering around, <laughs> and we're talking specifically. Now we're talking to the kids. Yes. Uh, so the the adults, you can you know go about like reading your newspaper or what have you. But to the kids out there, uh, I have my internet back. Hey, kids, I just want to let you know, it's okay. I have my internet back. I moved into a new apartment. How does and that sound? are just like, I don't give two fucks. Like, yeah, like, like, I don't care about Johnny, turn guy. that shit off. <laughs> but dad, sex, get internet. Don't make and me like have to hurt you. These two like seven year olds are like hopping up and down. Like, oh boy, oh boy, uh, we get to hear about what's uh, happening in film these days. And they're wearing their their Sam and Zach masks. Oh yeah, yeah there's Sam. Yeah. Oh my. God. And they're based off the cartoon that I drew. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. the one where it's you and then the other one's me. But they're also wearing their Sam and Zach wigs. <laughs> With the they, big they, like... poopy hair and like the little like tin tin. See, anytime I draw myself in cartoons, I give myself a little like uh, Tintin type haircut mm-hmm. where the hair is like up, even yes. though my hair actually is kind of. See, you're. It's really straight. It's pretty straight, but it, if I don't cut it, it poofs out. Mm. Um, No, but okay, so I just to jog my memory, because I've seen so many stinking films, um, I my favorite. Coming of age movie, just from off the top of my head after seeing this list, I, I believe is the movie Rushmore. That movie, mm. that movie is truly a coming of age movie, and stylistically, it's like almost like a parody of a coming of age coming of age movie. You know, like it has that yeah. like I'm in love with you, teacher, well, and the teacher goes, "I'm too old for you," and then he says, "That's all right, I'll wait." And then, I mean, it, yeah. but the thing is, is I, I love it because Wes Anderson's movies all seem like they're making fun of themselves. And in that sense is why I love all of his movies. All of his films. All of his See, films. I always feel like right, except, his films could be cut 30 minutes short, but that's just me. That's what I thought uh, at the beginning when I first no, started I seeing his stuff. No, I rewatched it. Rewatched? Uh, you rewatched Rushmore? I rewatched. I I love Rushmore is my favorite one of his films. I rewatched it but too, still, and I thought it was fantastic. I, feel like I I think that he has an issue with making things longer than they need to be, especially the film which I think is so overrated, uh, uh, yes. Royal Tannenbaums. That mm. film is definitely not one of his top films. I uh, I I will say the last time I rewatched that, I do remember saying like this was a little long. 
It's. Yeah, I think no, it's like it's a, a little t- long and also way like it, that's the film that I feel like everyone like that's when he made it, yes. and so he was just like I am just going to make a really complex film because I am a good writer now and everyone knows I'm a good writer so I'm just gonna make this complex film, and some people seem to like it. I did not like it whatsoever. But anyways, this isn't about Wes Anderson, but Rushmore is a great. He, he film. did. It does and feel also, like it's kind of a reverse. Like what you were saying as well, it's like a reverse coming of age film because it like starts off as like this kid who's already an adult. (laughs) So it's like this kid who's already like has has seemed to to have made that reach all like voluntarily to be an adult. But the coming of age comes from his. His, his approach to romance yes. is just, it's still, well, the thing, it's almost, it's like a reverse coming. Well, it's like what I said before. It's like a kid. It's like an adult that needs to realize that he's still a kid. Now, ooh, here's a question um, on that coming of age. Would you consider Big to be a, con- a coming of you age know what? story? Actually, Big came to my mind, and I would say no, because I think it's a fantasy. And I don't think, going uh, no, back no, no, to what no, I said no, before. No. I disagree I with that think, role of I yours. I don't think, I don't think that, uh, uh, a fa- like it if it's a comedy i think that gives it a buy because uh rushmore is a coming of age film it is a little unrealistic uh yes. there's but it also could happen and also in that world and has I happened you- unfortunately for real like where the teacher does have say no okay uh, by the well, way i, d- well, that's not what I, I just want to let you know right now sam i'm looking up top uh coming of age stories and big is on here I don't think that's a coming-of-age story. I think it is. Oh, and Wizard of Oz apparently is a coming-of-age story. That's not a fucking coming-of-age okay, story. Okay, here's another one to throw at you. The Lion King. All right, fuck all of these suggestions <laughs> of what a coming-of-age story no, is. No, I don't care about you. Why can't... Okay, so here's a little ignorance to coming throw you. Coming-of-age stories no. need to be like realistic and not these grandiose epics. Because then you're like, okay, Gone with the Wind. Would you say Gone with the Wind is a coming of age story? Like technically, yeah, it's someone who grows up, but like it's also I would totally an consider epic. Wait a minute. It's not the first how thing that, that comes a, to your head. How is that a fantasy? That really happened. No, I it's an epic. I say it's an epic. Yes. Like an epic film I so? don't think is a, a coming of age film I think needs to be something that's a little bit more subtle and a little bit not something in like they like, literally go through war like that's that's not that's like anyone that grows happens. up going through war that happens that's a war oh, movie here's something that i think this actually this is a great list because oh i was actually just thinking this but i i i think you'll totally disagree but uh star wars yeah fuck no <laughs> That is not a coming of age film. In a way, that is very stri- in a way, no one, it is. No one, if if you, His if you talk, died. like nobody, no Star Wars geek is. Oh, that that doesn't make it coming. No, of age but he film. he he goes from no an- Star Wars geek is literally just being like Star Wars is the best coming of age film ever, and it's all of these people who are just like he Luke before and Luke after. Dad, oh, okay, but um, uh, I was I was gonna th- I was thinking of something else. Uh, um, also on here is American History X, which I- okay, uh, your list is is not uh, an accurate list. I think. Your list I think this is, is literally anyone who comes anyone of age who 
Who goes through no, it? Anyone who, who, who changes, really. It's like anyone who changes. But they're also all like, children. They're all children. I mean, American they're History changing. X isn't. Oh, I guess the kind kid, of. but it's more about it's more about the adult at that. Like the kid is kind of. And like that's where story. lies the thing where like, can a movie about an um, a young adult be? Um, can See, that for be me? It? A coming of age film is something that's it's it's just got to be a little subtle. Like it's it's just if you throw in a kid I into disagree. a film. Oh, if you throw a kid into a film then it automatically becomes a coming-of-age film. Because a kid, if a kid is a star of a film, then it's automatically a coming-of-age film. Because the kid, no matter what, a kid has to, like... Then, I guess, uh, what's it called? Uh, Eight-Legged Th- Freaks is a coming-of-age film. Because there was a kid in it who... Freak you! Knew that he, Freak you, he, man! That that's not he, a coming of age story a, at that's all. That's a coming of no, age story. No, that is not a coming of age. The, 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 the kid does that, not that develop. Realized he had to. No, all that kid. <laughs> that kid didn't go through anything. All he says is like, "You should have listened to me." He didn't. Right, then, he didn't grow. Stuart Little. Stuart Little is a coming of age story. Right, you know what? I hate to I can literally it. name every single movie with a kid in it, and there's an argument that it's a coming of age story. Uh, what's another abstract coming of age? <laughs> yeah, give it on to me. I think Matilda. Uh, Look it, who's talking. <laughs> no, no. Story. <laughs> I, well, first off, do you know the plot? To, oh, I actually, actually don't know the to, plot. <laughs> any good arguer has to also provide and then support the argument. But uh, the movie uh, Super Babies. I don't know. Uh, I haven't. I, I have seen, seen that it, movie. But the fact that they're super does not make me. No, no, no. It's about these babies. The whole thing is is apparently like babies know everything in the whole world, um, and these babies can talk. But then at the very end, they give up their genius to just be babies. Way to ruin it. <laughs> Anyways, uh... <laughs> okay. So by the way, you and I did watch a coming of age movie quite recently that is on okay, this. What? Other list that I'm looking up, uh, Y2 Mama Tambine. That is definitely... That is a coming Probably of not how... And your mother, too, yes. in English. Uh, that is truly... That is uh, a coming of age. It's Y2 Mama Tempion. That really... Yes, it. that really it, is... That is definitely a coming of age film. Because it's something <sighs> in which it could realistically happen... It is it, it is something in which it's it's these people definitely grow from this situation, uh, and it is not you can't really place it as anything else. You know, it's not really, it's not a sci-fi, it's not an action film, it's not an epic, it's not it's just it's really just a coming of age film. But you know what's uh, oh well, how about this Samuel J. Johnson? That's yep. Ferguson. That's what about name. Scott Pilgrim versus the World? Uh no, not a coming of age. I movie. think that is a coming of age movie. Uh, I I would I would argue if you have to literally battle people anywhere. Look, in, just because in, in a film, if you have to violently battle it, no matter what age you are, that is going to change you. That is not a. Coming it's a of age metaphor. Film it's a metaphor. Everything's a metaphor. No, it literally is. Everything's a metaphor. It's a funny metaphor because he literally. But it's literally still, like, this side, has it's, it's to still fight this, himself. 
but it's 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 this sci-fi or not sci-fi it is no matter what like everything could be considered a metaphor if we're going if you're saying a metaphor then yeah star wars is a coming of age film all right that one but it's that not, one it's i think sci-fi. is a stretch that one i do think is a bit of a stretch i really don't think scott pilgrim can be classified as a a coming all of right age this, film. this one is a little bit like this one i'll have to read into a little bit more but american beauty no. This one says the the script here says not all coming of age stories deal with maturing from young age. I mean, no, th- I that that this one list I is stupid. Well, I really think well, the this best is archetype a... for coming of age film is eighth grade. Perfect example. Uh, and I think always when I when I think back of like the beginning of coming of age, I think the Last Picture Show, because that's really just a film that's about like these high schoolers who yeah. suddenly. Or not even suddenly, they like voluntarily become more and more into more adult situations, and they real they realize how uncomfortable it, it makes them. And really, the only way to overcome it is to just kind of they just have to grow up. Now, um, and it's just, but it's a very like it's everything happens can happen, you know. It's like all of this stuff is just really common things, but it's done. It's it's realistic. And it usually does always take place in either middle school or high school. More, high school, more or even I'd say like early twenties. College is a good time, or just like yeah, like somebody who's wandering through life. Like I'm looking at this movie right now, Garden State. Have you uh, seen? Have you seen that? Yeah. Uh, is that a coming of age film? That's a movie that I've never been able to no. get through, not out of my own volition. That's that's more of just like a angsty film. Like I don't know. That's more of like a a person who's depressed, depressed. becoming not depressed. Like it's more of, it's it's more of uh, it's once you get to, it, that's more of just like finding friends. You know I don't know that that's not about like you have to grow up. Like he's already he's already grown up. See, but that's he the he's already thing. come of age. And maybe I'm just trying to do. I'm trying to argue this. Because I'm writing a movie right now where a guy somewhat has to come of age, and he is totally not a teenager. Um, but like I like feel like a coming of age is somebody who's finally understanding something, something that they've missed all their life, you know. Mm. And I think that's why I, I think that's why American Beauty, like that one, I could speculate. But usually with kids, it's much easier because. They usually do something, you know, they usually have a sexual awakening or... My whole thing with, with with films that, that it's not necessarily the age. Like, I do think, like, a 50-year-old could still have a coming-of-age film. If there's something that, that has been holding him back or her back uh, and something happens... Really, the thing is, like, it's realistic and they're, the only way to overcome something is to grow up. And I think that could be, like, whatever age, you know? Maybe the 50-year-old has been, you know, uh, has his his dad just died. Like, and then he has to kind and of, like, has live finally... his life. I think that's that could be considered yeah. a coming of age. He has to finally stop being a clown. Yeah, he has to get out of oh Clown my Academy, goodness. finally. Hold on a second. Hold on. I think you may just be explaining the plot to Step Brothers. I was thinking Air Bud. But, yeah, that as well. Air Bud? Um, Air Bud? Yeah, there's a clown in it. There is a clown, but that guy doesn't grow up. He sadly sulks back to his truck, if oh. I remember correctly. <laughs> Anyways, we should probably move on to things that we've yes. 
Though I, I will want to just say that uh, the best TV coming of age I've seen is, of course, let's say it together. Three, two, three, one. Darn it! I was up. counting down! I thought you were saying, when you three. said three, I thought you were saying freaks, but okay. Three, two, one. Freaks and... Geeks and freaks. Freaks and geeks. Freaks and geeks. Uh, yeah, freaks and geeks is definitely uh, one of the greatest contested one uh, season of thing. Age. Um, one season. Yeah. Uh, James Franco. Yeah. Anyways, um, is the worst. So what I was gonna say earlier, um, uh, of something in news, but also something I've listened to recently, uh, was one of the greatest crossovers I have ever experienced in my life. Oh, I'm excited. It's the crossover. The, the new. Are you uh, talking to REM to me? What? Have you not heard about this? <gasps> no. Does Gino it's, show up? No, it's Scott Ackerman and Ezra Koenig. <gasps> Ezra Koenig comes on to his show. Oh now, my goodness! I have to listen. I don't to this. know. I don't know if it's pretty good. I'm I'm basically over. But like, it's Scott or Ezra Koenig is the lead singer of Vampire Weekend, who just released and, uh, a pretty good. I would give a B plus. A, yeah, I would give it a B. Um, I, I honestly just think it's it's a little bit too mature for me. Maybe I need to get to that coming of age point. I think that's like he's already come. He's already came of age. Well, you know? I think this uh, is his finale. Like to me, this feels like the finale. Like I, I don't know. I think it's more of just like a transition. I think it, he's just now in his thirties and he's now doing a little. He's bit getting married. Different. He's happy. But um, I think this is like the the. I, I can't think. Of, I think he's. I don't know. I think it, he's also this. This interview really talks a lot about. Is it funny? Uh, Is I imagine it's oh, funny. Oh yeah, it's uh, in like the first question he asks basically because like he has he is it's him the type of crisis. So it's Ezra Koning and Jake Longhorn, who is also in. Is Adam Scott not uh, there? Adam Scott's there as well, but like the two guests are these people from Time Crisis, which is Ezra Koning's thing, and um, and. Right off the bat, Scott Ackerman is just like, hey, Jake, like, <laughs> could Ezra fire? Like, basically, he was, like, saying, like, who has the power to fire who in this situation? Like, Jake, do you have the power to fire Ezra? Like, do you have you gone behind his back at all? Like, who gets more money? And he was actually, like, asking him, like, how much money do you make that's, well, that, <laughs> from this? And he was asking, I, like, that really sounds so questions. That, that's and, such a Scott... <laughs> That's such a Scott Ackerman thing. Like that's what he. I know it's his character, but, but he does that all the time on Comedy Bang Bang. Like I, I yeah, no, he's amazing. And like I was taking like, <laughs> and I was, I'm just like, uh, and they like make fun of Jake the whole time, like the other uh, Ezra's co-host, because Jake isn't really talking. And so they were just like, they like make fun of the fact that like they have no questions for him, and they've just been like talking about Vampire Weekend the whole time. And it's just, it's so fascinating to me because, like, Ed, Scott Ackerman is literally, I think, the funniest person right now in comedy. At least from, yeah, I totally agree. Ezra Koenig at least was, to me, like, one of the best <laughs> musicians. Uh, uh, Father of the Bride, really, I don't, I mean, it, it's not, it didn't blow me away. Uh, and But it's also just so interesting to hear them, like, talk seriously and then Scott Ackerman instantly. And just to see how Ezra kind of, like, Ezra's not necessarily, like, a funny person, I'd say. Um, well, but I, he definitely goes along with it. Like he 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 improvs. He 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 goes along with it and laughs with ooh. it and maybe says one too. But he's not like a funny guy. But like it's still like it. it he he makes it. He makes the joke 
funny still like he's i don't know like he he's he's a good sport and all well i just um, i just um so recently i got stitcher premium again mm-hmm. because i couldn't stand the the you know the ads and i just mm-hmm. saved the episode to my stitcher account yeah so. it's amazing but uh, and, it, and it even says in a special crossover episode yeah they apparently go to time crisis and they do an interview but i'm so like ezra koning I mean, I know why he does it, and they kind of explain it on this one. Is it's because he gets paid more money, probably, mm-hmm. to do the thing on Beats One? But like, you have to have Apple Music to listen to it. And wait, I wait what not... are you talking about? To listen to Time Crisis, to listen to Ezra's show. Oh, because it's a radio show, so he literally—it's like us. It's like you could only listen to it, except there's is no podcast afterwards. But like we're free. Can't... We are free, yeah. Uh, but it's only you can listen to it only at this time mm. on Sundays. And uh so yeah, so it's it's it was and then like Ezra was or like Scott Ackerman was making fun of him for that. It's like, yeah, we like to like we do this for the people and all you know, he was just saying everything that's like what we think. These episodes and, like, are also much longer than a comedy bang. Yeah, it's like two hours. Yeah, hundred and fifty three um, minutes. Now do they always talk about REM? No, they honestly, they only had talked about the R.E.M. at, like, the very end. Like, oh, okay. they mostly just talked about Vampire Weekend and, uh... Plus another episode so, of so I Love Ez- Films. They, yeah, well, that was at the very beginning. And it was it was, it was was before Ezra was even on. Um, I wish Ezra talked about films. But Ezra's just such, like, a... He's kind of like us with film, you know? Or he's like he's like us with film, but towards music, you know? He, like, only talks about music oh i feel like he couldn't do an episode of i love film because he's just kind of like here's something he wouldn't have much to say let's try to get ezra conan on two thumbs undecided yo i've tried to reach out to him i've called his lawyers you remember we try to get it we try to like do a music video of one of his songs from college yes and they never got back to us so that would be nuts. Um, but actually might get uh, one of the journalists from the IndieWire onto our show. Whoa! Yeah. That would be crazy. Um, it wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't be crazy if we got an article written about us. That would be nuts. It's but like, I doubt it would happen. But we could get someone from IndieWire on. I have a connection. Nice. Uh, You're the connection guy. Well, I try. I know. It. You, 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 Anyways, you were about, we have... You were just about to say, I'm. I could be the connection guy, right? What? No, no, I was You're trying gonna to say... be modest. <gasps> you know, oh, oh, so this is why I can't get the connection, is I was stunned and blown away by Danny Boyle's, I think, first film, Shallow Grave. Also, we are running out of time. Okay, go see it. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, <laughs> that's it for this week. Uh, next week, we'll be live, uh, and we'll have a special guest for the first 10 minutes. Oh, uh, or some 10 minutes. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so fun times all around. And uh, anyways, so peace, love, and happiness. Uh, bye, all. Peace. Peace.